0: Welcome to episode 24 of the Coal Region Campfire. We finally got here, episode 24. I know everyone's been waiting. Uh, We got a fun episode today, too. Uh, This was uh, Mike Clay. He is a St. Pat CYO alum and an All Saints alum. And now he is ESPN's fantasy football guru. Um, So you probably use him. And maybe you didn't realize he is from Pottsville. But great uh, podcast just... Learning about how he started, Uh, I mean, he was just doing fantasy football in his notebook and kind of kept with the passion, and before you know it, he made it into a career, so it's definitely a good inspiration story for anyone out there uh, trying to pursue their dream. But before we get to Mike, I know this is probably the 24th week in a row that I am reminding you about thinking about your retirement. And if you do think about your retirement and you're thinking about investing your hard-earned money. Make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. Darren March, I'm just gonna say Darren from now on because I'm sure you guys know his last name. He is a certified financial planner with Raymond James Financial Services and has been assisting clients in Northeastern Pennsylvania for more than 17 years. Darren was born, raised, and lives in Pottsville. So whether you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax-favored bonds, or maybe you have an old retirement plan you wanna roll over or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren can help. So call Darren 570-640-8010 or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. Raymond James Financial Services, member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory Services, offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Also, one last thing. I am starting to produce a Muhammad Ali documentary and about Deer Lake. And I'm looking for any kind of local photos, videos, or anyone who has any good stories so if you guys have anything um, I'd really appreciate it I got a little bit of momentum going but it'd be great to kind of uh, start building on that so if you have any ideas or any people I should talk to or if you don't even has a trove of photos or videos um, let me know uh, find me on Twitter or just email me Alfredo McCurry at gmail.com so okay so we could we could uh, jump right in here so Sure. You, at ESPn right now you're a fantasy expert i mean to a lot of guys especially that's that's a dream job how how do you get that job how do, how do you find yourself in that position today like to kind of yeah, take us uh, through the whole, the whole starting from when you graduated college and and take us to today
1: well i mean i can go back quickly further i mean just growing up i was just what could only be described as a sports nerd i guess mm-hmm. you know just uh, i saw all my own old notebooks and uh just tracking stats and and watching games and you know reading the box scores in the newspaper everything you could think of so um I always kind of had it in in my on the back burner if you will I was always really into it I would send letters to uh general managers and offensive coordinators and coaches things like that uh so it was always kind of there and then uh in college um I, I actually went I changed majors a few times I mean sports was always my love and uh, I was I went for education I switched to journalism but I didn't want to write about anything that wasn't sports related so sure. that didn't work um, so uh, I ended up going into accounting it was something I, I didn't mind I, I liked the numbers and I was the sports editor at the the Keystone Kutztown University's newspaper for three years and a broadcaster that kind of thing and then uh, out of college I, you know I stayed local I did some accounting and picked up fantasy football as a hobby and uh, it kind of just grew from there you know people kind of started to enjoy my work and then my, my brand, if you will, got bigger and you uh, started working at pro football focus and uh, then at, for Roto world. And then before you knew it, uh, up here at ESPN moved, to, we moved the whole family from Reading or actually, yeah, uh, we were in Landon and Fleetwood for a while um, up here to Connecticut. So we're at campus, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's certainly a dream job
0: for me. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. I guess. It, well, now, well, how did, do, how does like, like, I mean, you can't major in this in college. you know how how does ESPN say you're a guy for fantasy football. I mean what what kind of what what do they look at?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is the answer is probably the advice I give to people. As you can imagine, I get asked often, uh, how do you get where you are? you know how do how do you uh, do write about fantasy football in the NFL for a living? I'm doing NASCAR now too, a little bit on the side is it you know something oh, to wow. do uh, a little the offseason so um you know how, how do you do that and really it's you, you have to separate yourself from the crowd by working hard and being unique you know you that's really the, the the two things you have to really love what you want to do people say that all the time right just do what you love and you know if you're doing what you if you're doing what you love you'll never work a day in your life but sure you, you have to really love it you have to work hard at it and want to do it as a hobby and a job and that was the case for me you know it became a job it's also my hobby i think about football all the time you know it's just uh, and and that's been the way it is since I uh, first started up in in the business, if you will. Again, just as a hobby for for years, not making any money at all. So that and and again, separate yourself by being different. Do something unique. That's what I did. I came up with stats. Uh, I'm known for you know my projections that that power the site at ESPN.com, and uh, I post a lot of that kind of stuff on Twitter as well. So. Um, you know, offer something that other people aren't offering. Work hard. Be respectful of uh, your colleagues. That's sure. something that is, has kind of ruined, uh, ruined the path for some for some other people. Um, so th- that's probably the the three things I would uh, focus on. And I think I did those well on on my way up. Obviously, had some luck and some help along the way from some great people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when when you're talking about passion, I mean. You know, I, I've been doing this podcast and, you know, I, I've been interviewing all sorts of people and they all kind of say the same thing. I mean, like like Joe Snedeker from WNEP. I mean, when he was a kid, he was doing weather as a hobby and I mean, just had a, a passion for it. And, you know, the opportunity presented itself at WNEP and he was able to take advantage of that. I mean, so when you were working as an accountant, so you were just kind of doing your own fantasy stuff on the side and kind of and then you said you, you went for pro football focus. Did you start that or was that an existing company?
1: Um, I, I started the fantasy section, so they were pretty new. Uh, they they've only been around since like 2006, 2007. They're very small. Uh, if, if you're not familiar, the the founders and the people that kind of built That's the site Chris up are all from the. Right? Yeah, well, it wasn't originally. You okay. know, This guy Neil Hornsby founded it, and he had some people that worked with him, and they were they were not even in the country. They were just big football fans from over in the UK and uh you know so i it was very small back then i i went to them i liked what they were doing started their fantasy site and uh you're right since then a couple years ago chris collins bought the company and that's about a year later is when i left but um that was before that i was just doing blogs i had a blog covering touchdown sports for a year or two then i made my own blog to do uh fantasy football as a hobby uh fantasy depth chart, which doesn't exist anymore but uh did that then went to pff and, and kind of uh worked my way up from there
0: now, since you've been playing fantasy, you know, since you were younger, because I remember the first time I did a fantasy league, I was, I'm a little older, I'm 30, I'm going to be 30, 70 in the month, but I did a fantasy league my sophomore year in college, and there was no computer, I remember like one guy had to like do the stats every week, um, you would yeah. be, you would be very embarrassed, I had no idea how to draft a fantasy team, and with my, I had the number two overall pick, now that's 2000, I picked John Kitna. So feel free to make fun of me all you want. (laughs) It was a (laughs) terrible pick. He had a great year, but not one that you would pick with your second pick. Um, And I think my second pick, I I went with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense.
1: Um, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's uh, yeah. You couldn't get away with that these days. I mean, the defense is bad enough, but uh, yeah, you you can't even take a quarterback in the first round anymore because there's, so many good options but uh yeah i hear you i remember i remember that when i was small and i just got introduced to it my dad uh you know suggested it and we started doing it in addition to just picking games every week which was fun um uh, but i did i did the scoring so i would pick up the newspaper on you had to wait till i think it was actually wednesday it was wednesday's paper because uh the monday night game was so late that it wasn't in the box score wasn't in the tuesday paper so wednesday is when i would do the scoring and uh yeah, it it was fun, but definitely a lot easier. I would not turn back time on that one. De- now, definitely easier to use websites.
0: Who was in your like initial leagues? Was it just people you went to high school with, or or was it just you and your dad?
1: Oh no, it was just family. My dad, my brother, um, my grandfather, uncle just a, just a few of us. So again, I I had no real understanding of it the back then. My dad just kind of told me what to do. But yeah. did and you then win? I, you know, we did that for years. I, yeah, I, I think I did. I think I did that that year, but. Um, I barely remembered it. it. was so long ago. I remember I had, uh, Carl Pickens and Herman Moore. That's really all I remember about it. Herman
0: Moore, the old uh, Detroit lions, right? Was he Herman Moore?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Herman Moore from the lions, Carl Pickens from the Bengals. Okay, I remember those two guys at it.
0: Now, did you play sports growing up here in Pottsville?
1: I did. I wasn't good. I mean, I, I sat on a lot of benches, uh, yeah. for sure, but I, I did, I did play a lot. I went to, uh, St. Pat's play basketball there. Oh, that's my um, alma mater.
0: Cyo, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, Cyo played for St. Pat's uh, a lot for for many many years. Um, yeah, played played public league as well for Dairy Queen. We won a championship one year, which again I had very minimal impact on that. But
0: hey, that's a, <laughs> we that's a, well. I still hold on to my England's championship from uh, my 12 year old year and my or my 10 year old year. So,
1: oh yeah, I still. I solve the stuff here. I'm with you. I, I got you. So yeah. If you I, go to, you go the the to my
0: parents' house, it's like a time capsule. I have everything on the wall and everything. <laughs> if I'm feeling bad about myself. I'll go there just to pick up my spirits. So, yep,
1: yep, yep.
0: What's your typical day like? I, I mean, like during the season. I mean, are you are you breaking down film? Or are you are you coming up with new stats? I mean, what, take us through that process as much as you can, uh, without giving away too many yeah, secrets. It,
1: Sure, sure. In season is definitely a lot different. Uh, pretty much like August first on through the through Christmas is uh, just a mad rush. It's the same schedule pretty much every week. Certainly when the season starts, uh, just writing and analyzing and watching as much football as we possibly can. Usually, if I'm watching Sunday and Monday night football, I'm writing while I'm doing that because you know we have columns that come out and TV obligations. And if if I'm doing a three minute Sports Center segment, it, you know it takes a couple hours to get ready and prepare for the segment and producers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's just a, it's a pretty similar schedule every week, but uh, it's a lot of combination of statistical analysis, keeping up on the news, every little thing matters, posting rankings, projections, all that stuff. So uh, it's a mad rush. I mean, certainly the off season's a little, a little easier. There's always something going on. There's always some work being, you know, some sort of prep going on in the background but uh it's a little easier you know i'm able to be at home a lot with the family i have two little girls and my wife is a stay-at-home mom right now so um you know it's nice to be here work from home and and see them for lunch that kind of thing oh, so nice. uh, a little different season a little different
0: so now on on a sunday and monday during the season are you watching are you watching the games at espn or are you watching it at home
1: um sunday night and monday i'm here i'm all right i'm when i say here i'm at home um, okay. which is nice I'm writing while i'm doing while i'm watching the, those games uh during the day uh again and again it depends on what's going on each year uh but so, this past year sunday morning i'd go in do some tv then do you know keep an eye on inactives do uh projection and ranking updates and then uh i watch the games with uh with our sports center evening crew because uh you know we watch the games all day uh, we, Nicole Briscoe, Max Bredos, we'd, we'd sit there with the producers, watch the games, take notes, plan segments for the evening sports center. And then, uh, from like six to eight 30, we were on. So, uh, I'd be in and back and forth watching the four o'clock games, doing a segment back to the, back to the, uh, right. the TV to watch the game. So, um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, a balancing act, but it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Now, how did you prepare? I mean, did you have any TV experience before you went to ESPN or is that something you developed once you got to ESPN?
1: Uh, no, I, I. As about as little as you could possibly have before appearing on SportsCenter. <laughs> I, for, I, was, I was pretty nervous the first time I went on, for sure. It was a random, I think it was like a Monday evening uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, I had done pretty much none, certainly not at that scale. Uh, and it takes a while. You know, the, everybody says it, it takes reps. You just get used to it after a while, uh, and uh, you, eventually you figure it out. So, um, yeah, that, that was definitely interesting to be just kind of thrown into the fire like that
0: what what is your um what's your best i mean do you have like your best draft pick of all time where you just nailed it like in the 6th or 7th round and like a like a it was a cream hunt this year um
1: i did Kareem cream hunt I, I wouldn't say that i think uh when i was first starting with my blog uh one of the first articles i ever wrote was a long article about how aaron Rodgers was the number one quarterback in fantasy and that year he did break out was number one so that was kind of my my launch point, but I think probably the one I'm known for that people still kind of joke about and and talk about is uh, my article. It was my last article at Pro Football Focus right before I left a couple years ago, and at that point, uh, Jeremy Langford, the Bears running back, was a really popular breakout candidate. Had a couple big splashy plays. He was going into his second year. He was going in the second round of very early drafts, and. I just kind of be, I wrote this long piece about why it was just a really bad idea, and he he was one of the most ineffective backs in the, that we've seen in like a decade, and it just wasn't going to work out. And there was a lot of debate. I did lots of radio on it. I went on lots of shows. People were just posting all kinds of video clips and doing segments about how stupid it was to not like Jeremy Langford. Yeah. It was just a it was an incredible off season um, of back and forth on him, and and obviously he he didn't pan out. You know I feel for him obviously where you know it's not personal but um you know it's just it just goes to show like if you, you really enjoy this stuff and you dig in you could find trends and, and ways to separate yourself and and I think that's uh one of the one of the one of the ways you show your legitimacy I suppose and and that was certainly a good one.
0: Did you ever have like a like a cool moment where like uh if, if you met Aaron Rodgers or something and he knew that you had uh wrote written that article was he or anything like, or or someone that you may have said like Langford, like anyone that you said don't uh, pick. You yeah. saw them in person. I mean,
1: yeah, I definitely some great moments. Uh, you know, I grew up an Eagles fan, so uh, finally got to meet Andy Reid last year at the combine. Got to chat with him a little bit this year, as well as other head coaches, coordinators, and and it's really great uh, to be able to meet people like that. Um, uh, uh, probably. Uh, probably the the coolest moment just and and it's timely as he just retired but uh, Martellus Bennett uh, say what you want about the guy but a a few years ago he was a free agent and I was a big fan of him before he was popular when he was kind of bouncing around with the Giants and he he was I'm Jason Witten he was a a good player I used to talk about him a lot on Twitter He was a great blocker in addition to a a good receiver and I guess he must, must have noticed he followed me at some point on Twitter we got talking a little bit and then Right before 4 p.m. Eastern in that mid-March a couple of years ago, and and that's notable because it was the, it was minutes before free agency started. He sent me a message and told me who he was going to sign with right at four o'clock. So the first, I think it was 2014, the first signing of that uh, that off-season, I got to uh, I got to announce it basically. It was the only time I've ever broke news. Wow, <laughs> that Bennett was signing with the Bears. So. Um, I knew what it was like for to be Adam Schefter for five minutes. Yeah, was he
0: mad? at you, Schefter or no? Was, did he give you props? <laughs> no, no, I
1: I don't know. I I just uh, I don't I don't think he was mad. I think I think it was cool. I didn't know him too well back then, but uh, he's he's a great guy.
0: Now now looping back, you said when you were when you were younger, you wrote the GMs and coaches. Did you ever, did you ever like hear back from them? Um, yeah, I did.
1: Uh, Actually, we just did. Mike Triplett, who covers the Saints for us here at ESPN, just posted something not long ago um, from years ago. One one of the uh, this uh, well, now he's a, an assist, Saints assistant coach. Um, sent me back a, a long letter and and hats and and shirts for the it's uh, Peter Gianta is his name. Sent me a whole bunch of stuff from when he was with the Jets. Uh, it was a travel journal we did in fifth grade. So so that was really cool. Long letter, oh, all kinds of um uh, nice. uh, But again still with the Saints, still around so many years later, and uh, he told him about it, so that was pretty cool. And Ray Rhodes was uh, a part of that, too, the, the project that we did. But uh, usually, I mean, usually I'd send this stuff out, and like Dick Vermeil, for example, or Butch Davis, they just sent back a signed picture, you know, but didn't think it's mail. Uh, so I didn't get much of that, but uh, a few of them did write back, uh, which, was, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good lesson for anyone out there, you know, pursuing any kind of career, especially one that they, you know, I mean, you basically created your own market in a lot of ways because it's not like again, it's not like you could go major in fantasy football at college and you know you kind of paved the way, which is is very admirable.
1: Yeah, that, I, I've thought yeah, I thought about that before too. Like if if I had gotten a different job out of college where I was a little more uh, invested, like working overtime more and didn't have time to do it, where, where would I be? You know, right? Uh, but it, I, again, you need you do need some breaks along the way, but if you decide it's something that you really love and you could see yourself doing for a long time and you want, again, if it's a hobby, if you find yourself having the itch to do it when you don't need to work, you know, that's a great sign. That suggests that you should be trying to uh, join that field and, and, and it'll work out, you know, usually, you know, you work hard and you find a way to monetize it, whether it's a company paying you or, or setting up a way where people pay you for your service or whatever it is you're making or doing. You know, it, it can certainly pan out. I think I'm a good example of that.
0: Absolutely. Now, when you, like Pro Football Focus, when you did you reach out to them and and say, hey, I could write for you guys, or did they find you through their, your blog and stuff like that? How did that how did that get set up?
1: Yeah, I, I reached out too. Um, I reached out to them. They again, they just had kind of a stat company. Uh, they were just posting some data. They were watching all the games very closely. They do exceptional work. I mean, if you're not,
0: yeah, I, I
1: pro, if you're and I'm just, I'm just saying for your listeners, I mean, if they're NFL fans and not checking out Pro Football Focus, I know some people are hard on them, but uh, it's about the best. And, and I love it. I love you going there every week. Yeah, yeah, they're terrific. But uh, the, the guy, Neil Hornsby, at the time was the president. He had no interest. He hated fantasy football, to be quite honest, and had no interest. So uh, he let me run the show, and it was great. I, I had a lot of control. I worked hard at it, did a lot of the business side, which, fortunately, I don't have to do anymore. I could uh, just focus on content, but, um, it it was nice to run that, uh, turn it into, uh, a a money-making machine, if you will. I mean, by the time I left, he loved it. You know, he, Neil loved fantasy football because we were making a ton of money for the site. So, um, and, and you, everybody knows that it's grown great like crazy over the past couple of years, but, uh, it's such a booming industry and, and, uh, we were good at it. We had a great team, Jeff Ratcliffe, my former colleague is, is running the show now, uh, there, but, uh, yeah, went to them, started it up, and, and now it's uh, one of the, the powerhouses in the industry.
0: Now, were you doing that full time when you first got in there, or were you still working as an accountant and kind of doing it on the side?
1: No, when I, when I went to Neil and started it up, it was just a hobby. You know, it was just something I did in addition on the side. Uh, I was able to get free time at work. Uh, it, was a, it was a small business I worked for, and I did the book. So if I had free time, I'd do some writing or research. That's great. Uh, and kind of, nurse, yeah, just nursed it along for a while, worked at it at home, obviously, as well. And then uh, at some point, once, once we finally started making money, um, I was able to uh, quit my day job, if you will, and, and that was obviously a big moment to be able to do that and, and do this full time.
0: Oh, I, I can was really imagine. Awesome. Now what's, what's your, if you have three uh, like, things of advice for any fantasy you know, owner at a draft, what, what would be the three most important things that a fantasy owner should do at a draft?
1: Well, I think you touched on one before, right? Uh don't don't do what you did. Don't, don't pick take, John Kitna. <laughs> <laughs> don't take a, a quarterback in round 1 or a defense in round 2. Don't do that. Uh certainly wait on those positions. Wait on kicker two. um if you know honestly, if your league doesn't force you to take a kicker in defense, you don't even have to do that. Just take high ceiling running backs, uh take a, a backup uh you know, a high ceiling backup of a uh a running back that maybe gets hurt in during the preseason something like that. So um, but, yeah, de- definitely devalue those positions. Um, focus on running back and receiver early. Uh, man, focus on if, if you're going to take a running back early, if you're going to do it, because um, they're risky. They're definitely riskier than, than the top-end receivers in the first round. If you're going to take a running back in those first couple rounds, make sure they're workhorses. You know, take Todd Gurley and David Johnson and Zeke Elliott and take Juan Barkley. He's from Penn State. Everybody knows him locally. You, you I know take that. him this
0: year, Barkley?
1: Yeah, he he's going to be going in the top ten, fifteen picks. You can you can put that in stone. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere where he's going to be the workhorse, and uh, he gets you know he gets compared a lot to like the next Adrian Peterson and Trent Richardson, and and it's kind of it's kind of bogus analysis. I mean, uh, he's more like David Johnson in that. Yes, he's he's a he's a good runner. He can be a great runner. He's a big back, but his specialty is a receiver. You know, I've heard him compared almost to like Darren Sproles almost in terms of his yeah, skill set absolutely he's such a good. Receiver and he's going to be able to block He's going to be a three down player So um, I, I'd certainly apply that to him as well You know, make sure you get those workhorse guys early So um, What's that, is that two?
0: I think <laughs> I think you had two uh, or three there and, But a wide receiver definitely in the first round A high-end wide receiver, that's what you would say?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're safer They're safer, but uh, it's either it's either One of those top-end receivers like a Julio Jones Or Antonio Brown I went on Antonio Brown yeah. this
0: year, I was happy with that
1: Yeah, yeah, one of those guys Or, or a three down back for sure
0: are you, now do you do your own leagues or, or or is it just strictly business now
1: uh i try to cut back every year but it's very hard uh <laughs> to do um definitely some family leagues i uh i try to get down to pa to do our family league draft uh that's been going on about a decade uh so we come down to draft and my my parents live in minersville now okay um so we we at um and then uh uh, I have some others that have been running for a long time just with, with family and friends. But, uh, yeah, a lot of them are industry leagues with the staff up here or uh, from from other friends from other sites. We have a lot of competitive sites with guys from, like, Roto World, a great group of guys there, um, and, and just uh, a few other a few other fun leagues, competitive leagues. Uh, a lot of Dynasty, too, which is something I enjoy a lot.
0: Do you give out advice to family and friends? Do they always text you and stuff asking you for advice?
1: Um yeah i I mean i i give advice to a lot of a lot of random people uh some people up here that some some people you uh you would know well from uh from tv um that i work with up here um some other people who are um athletes in other sports uh that that contact me as well you know there's you know nascar drivers and baseball players and these guys play fantasy football and are really into a big football fan so you hear from them as well but uh and and of course i i help off family when i can but um when i show up at the draft our family draft they all have my rankings already so <laughs> uh i you know i, I my wife and I, I think i've won uh my wife plays as well i think we've c- combined to win like four in a row four titles
0: in a row wow so your dynasty
1: I, yeah we're crushing it it's, it's,
0: i i hear you, you uh you, you know uh you, you grew up with uh, alex miranda apparently he wins his leagues a lot and and there's rumors that he gets a lot of his uh, advice from you, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I remember Alex. He was uh, speaking of, of uh, athletes growing up, playing sports. I played a lot of sports. He did, but he was the superstar. He was oh, the quarterback yeah. of the football team, and he was in the Little League World Series. I'd, I'd go to watch him play. So uh, I tried to keep up, but yeah, he, he was one of the, the superstars.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike. This was uh, this was great. I, uh, I really appreciate it. I think our, our listeners are going to appreciate it, too. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode as much as I did uh, doing it. He was a great guest. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at MikeClayNFL. If you have a fantasy league coming up, make sure that you pick his uh, brain. Um, I know I'm terrible at fantasy football, but I'm sure many of our listeners are pretty good and they probably want to get a little bit better. So Mike Clay is your guy. Also, uh, next week, just for scheduling reasons, the episode won't be out uh, until late Wednesday at the earliest, or Thursday. So don't cry. Um, you know, don't don't panic if you wake up Wednesday morning and it's not in your uh, podcast. See you next week.